Hello and welcome to Bravo Replay. I'm your co-host Kate Hudson. And I'm Mattia. Mattia, we were just talking about this before we started to record, but I have to bring it up again. The Bravo Replay Instagram at Bravo Replay, obviously, is unreal. And it's all you. It's all you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love already starting to see some Bravo Replay fans. We've already gotten some comments, some chats, some DMs. So definitely check us out over there. Um, It's funny. There's funny memes. There's hot takes. There's trivia questions. runs the gamut and kind of like what you're looking for. it's it's amazing so i am not a social media maven like you i am referring to myself as the intern the bravo replay intern for instagram and part of what i said i would do this week was i said i would go and follow all the big bravo accounts obviously you already did all that but i'm going to call you out on this because i have a question for you there was one mega housewife which you had not followed already And I wonder if you know who it is, and I want to understand why you didn't follow this person. Do you have any guesses? Honestly, it's probably because they didn't come up in just, like, my searches. There's no way this person didn't come up. Was it Bethany? No, I'm pretty sure you followed Bethany. Are you ready for this? Yes. You didn't follow Kyle Richards. That is shocking because I followed her on my personal account. So that's shocking that I... Wow. I don't know. I mean, I used to be a big Kyle fan and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of having a hard journey yeah. with her right now, but wow, that shocks me because she's one yeah. of the few big ones that I actually follow on my own account. Like she's a big name housewife. Like that is, if you have like an A-list of housewives, which is like a really weird thing to think about. It's like, it's your Kyle, it's your Nini, it's your Bethany. Yeah. I, I thought that you had some beef with Kyle. No, but that's uh, maybe subconsciously, maybe. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. Well, speaking of beefs, we are about to go to one of the beefiest subjects and that's going to be Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I have, of course, referring to Jen Shaw and all of her beefs before we start with the trivia games. Do you miss Jen? Because I don't. Not at all. I haven't thought about her once. No. Now that Jen Shaw is gone, we get to see Meredith Marks full crazy come out and it is a thing of beauty. Yes. Jen Shaw is like, she's, she's the toxic ex that you just like didn't want to leave for mm. so long because you were like, no, when will I ever experience these highs again? And then you <laughs> leave them and you're like, wait, it's so much healthier without them. I don't know if you can relate to that analogy, oh, but that's yes, what it course. feels like to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel most women can. <laughs> like you were so afraid to take that step out of their comfort zone and be in it and like, not like leave that bad relationship. And then once you did, it's like everything opened up for you. Everything. Yeah. Chef's kiss. I'm so glad she's gone. Haven't thought about her once. I think about her a lot. So here's like my toxic trait is once a month, I go to the federal penitentiary website and I look up what her conviction time is because the feds will always reduce it. So she's gotten like four months knocked off already for good behavior. Which is so disappointing, especially for how much she stole and from the population (laughs) that she stole at, like from elderly and disabled people, like that is like a crime that should get more than like, you know, if someone has some like weed on them in some states. Yeah. So, but I do love that trait about you. And I do love when you share with us, you know, (laughs) Elizabeth Holmes and Jen Shaw and how they are in prison, because someone should be keeping tabs on that. 
It's me. It's me. And so if you guys don't know out there, Elizabeth Holmes and Jen Shaw are at the same federal penitentiary. Okay. And here's something I probably shouldn't admit to, but I'm just going to tell you, you can actually send an inmate money or you can send them things. And in my darkest nights, like maybe when I'm a little like box wine drunk at home, I have clicked that link and I'm like, should I do it? Should I send? No. No, she's awful. She stole from elderly people. She does not need my stupid money. No, save your money, buy, invest and buy in some of Meredith's caviar. Do not waste your money on those criminals. They are criminals. Okay, but I might do it for Elizabeth Holmes one day, like a dollar. No, I will interject and I will go into prison. I will take that dollar back from Elizabeth Holmes. Be like, you've stolen enough, ma'am. Will you be my will you be my federal inmate buddy every time I want to send a random one money? Can I text yeah. you and can you say no, Kate? No. A hundred percent. I volunteer for that. I love that. I refuse to allow your hard-earned dollars to go to them. Oh my God. Well, obviously I'm going from strength to strength. And let you know, last week I got four out of ten on our trivia on Jax Taylor. I'm a little embarrassed about that. Don't be. I'm hoping today I do better. I don't know if you know this, but you know our topic today is bad Mormons, but mm-hmm. I'm technically a bad Mormon, believe it or not, like me. I was raised Mormon and I'm pretty sure they accepted my resignation as a Mormon. You have to like, like say I've like volunteer to leave. And I did that in 2008, really drunk off a of boxed wine. Are you sensing a theme here? I, I emailed the Mormon church. I'm not sure if it's like real or if it's just some guy like who's like, I never got the letter that Heather talks about in SLC back. Like I, they never like, yes, ma'am, you are out of the church, but yeah, there's this this might be triggering for me in the same way as triggering for Heather, this Mormonism talk. And I'm so interested to get your insight and opinions and feedback on all of this because you were, you know, originally raised in the Mormon religion. Do they still take what is it, 10 or 15% out of your salary? You're tithing every month. Every month. Here's the other thing that I I don't think they've talked about on SLC. Once a month, you have to fast for like a full 24 hours. You know how like with Jewish people, they have the one fast a year and like they prepare for it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I hope you have a good fast and that's over for the year. Not the Mormons once a month. It's insane. Do you, do they take money out of your salary each month? Because since you sent that letter, like that's how I would know oh. like I'm no longer. <laughs> I would be like, you're not taking, nobody's taking my money. No. It, that's all voluntary. So it's a suggested it 10% tithing. Okay. But it's post-tax. So you're paying tax on it. It's insane. That is insane. When Heather talks about outer darkness, they introduced to me the concept of outer darkness, which is like Mormon hell, but it's like hell, hell, not like serial killer hell, which is a better layer of heaven. Uh I was eight. I was eight years old. Like, can you imagine that? Like saying that to eight-year-old children? It's so funny because not even just exclusive to Mormonism, but a lot of religions, like they love to press on these incredibly dangerous complex views like hell sex things like that on people in such a young age but then when other outside parties maybe talk about it then they're scrutinized it's like well you can't say it and it's like you're doing the same thing you should not why is an eight-year-old need to know about like the the complexities of like morality and things of like hey you might burn in this fiery place or whatever everyone has each religion has their own version of it that is, it's traumatic. It's unreal. Before we get to it, I have to share the story. This is the one I carry with me. I was nine years old, like nine-year-old, like little Katie. And in our Sunday school, we had to have a very special, like I want to call it episode of Sunday school because in the Mormon church, you have one hour, they've since changed this, but it's a three hour long commitment. You have like general assembly. 
then you have like sort of like blended classrooms where they put all the kids in like large groups together. And then you break out by your age and your sex. So it was at that class, our teacher had to literally pull us outside of the church. We all sat around in a circle in the parking lot in chairs. And she's like, my husband beats me and I'm allowed to divorce him. And we're like, why are you telling us this? She's like, well, because divorce is not okay in the Mormon church. And I had to talk to the bishop. I had to get special permission to divorce him. Like, and the bishop is the church leader. And Mm -hmm. she's like, part of the ability to leave my physically abusive husband was I had to tell you so that you know I'm a good Mormon woman and that this is a very special exception. It's insane. And I remember being nine years old. I'm like, lady, this is none of my business. (laughs) Holy trauma. (laughs) I have so many stories like that. So I... I will always love Heather and Whitney because Mm. they're carrying all of that in their bodies too. (laughs) And I get, I get the crazy reactions they have because I have them too sometimes. (laughs) And I hope you do continue to share some of that because that stuff is so interesting. And I think it is so important for people to hear those stories because it helps to kind of just like be able to deconstruct. And a lot of people that or maybe in them and they're like, they just have that gut feeling. Like, I feel like, like you even said, you're a nine-year-old kid and you're just like, something feels wrong. Like innately, I don't know how to explain it, but like, this feels bad because it is bad. And it's important to share that because then it helps people be like, wait, I'm having those feelings too. Like I'm valid. Matia, I will never forget this. This, well, she seemed like a grown up to me, but she's probably 22 because the Mormon girls get married very young. And remember we all had to walk back in And there was an adult at the door holding the door open for all of us. And she turns to them. And I can't remember if it's a guy or like a guy or a girl, she said too. But she said, well, the cat's out of the bag. I'm like, this was never any of our business. Never. And like the fact that they put this all on this young woman who I guarantee was 22 years old, Mm -hmm. that she had to tell nine-year-olds that she was like, and so not to go too off on a tangent, but at church too, you don't like apply for the job of Sunday school teacher every year you are assigned a duty and that's it that's your calling so she got assigned at 22 years old to be our teacher and then they forced her to share intimate details of her personal life to us insane like that's that's a crazy thing to children like you said not only can they not comprehend that incredibly complex thing of marriage and and abuse and divorce but it's none of their business and I it's none of religion's business like that's not what the religion religion is supposed to operate it's like to tell you how to live your life I just I find that so that is entirely the Mormon church though entirely that's my experience with the Mormon church not to alienate any Mormons out there who love it but it was it was a dark dark time (laughs) It is very interesting, and I'm excited to hear some of your more experiences through this and talk about some of the Mormons that that we know and love on Bravo. I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm Team Heather, so I'm going to try to like. Me too. I'm going to channel Heather for this, and at least hopefully get one or two right. All right. Are you ready? No, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay. So for our questions today, we have some one-point questions and some two-point questions. I will let you know ahead of time the the point system. So these are, we're not going to do, you know, there's no multiple choice. These questions are open-end questions. So I'm going to ask the question twice. Also for you guys listening, feel free to shout out in your car, 
uh, in your head, wherever you are. If you know these answers and you're clamoring to answer, please play along with us. Um, and then at the end, I will let you know your points total. I'm ready. Let's do All this. All right. <laughs> okay. So the first question, one point question. Mm-hmm. Of the current 2023 cast, list all of whom who either currently are or were previously Mormon. So of the current 2023 cast, list all of whom either are currently Mormon or were previously Mormon. Okay. Thank you for this question because I have been thinking about this all day. I'm going to go through the cast members. I'm going to list them out. So first off, we obviously have Heather Gay. She is ex-LDS. So that is ex-Mormon. She's one. Then we have Whitney Rose. As we all know, she got kicked out of the club as well. So that is two. Then we have Meredith Marks, who is not a Mormon. She is proudly Jewish. We have Lisa Barlow, who is ex-Jewish, but is now Mormon. So we have Lisa Barlow. Then... We have Angie Kay, and I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name. She is not Mormon because I've never met a Greek Orthodox Mormon in my entire life, and I would know. Then we finally have, no, it's not finally. We have Mary um, Mary Cosby, who is Pentecostal, and her brand of crazy is not Mormon brand of crazy. But finally, we have Monica, and she is Mormon, and she ex-Mormon and she is bonkers. So she, her kind of crazy is the Mormon crazy. So we have Monica, Lisa, Heather, and Whitney. Kate, that is correct. Yes. Yes. Of the entire cast as of today, the Mormon cast mates or former Mormon are Heather Gay, Lisa Barlow, Whitney Rose, and Monica nikki garcia who i am absolutely in love with now of those love her she's fantastic now of those that are currently mormon the only one is lisa barlow and here's the thing yeah she's not mormon like so the thing about being mormon is is that if you're mormon all other mormons have to support your business it is literally like the mafia So this is how like all these like Mormon like influencers can have MLMs because everybody in their like ward and stake have to like support them. Mormons have to support other Mormons. It's literally the mafia. So Barlow is kind of genius because there's a lot of Mormons who drink on secret. You would never admit it. And then they have to support Vita Tequila though. They have to. That is very interesting. And I would love to even go into a deeper dive of Lisa Barlow and her business ventures. I think that's a whole, honestly, podcast in itself. Yes. I would question the legitimately of Lisa Barlow's Vita Tequila. It's only in four restaurants in Salt Lake City. I just don't see how that's affording her a $60,000 ring. I know she does some event planning. I've actually contacted her event planning company twice and asked for assistance and provided legitimate information. I never even got a kickback email. You can look at all of her websites linked on Lisa Barlow's website account. They all appear to be illegitimate businesses. This is my personal opinion, but I have contacted them. I've never gotten an answer. And I just find something bizarre about it. I also think her reaction, her visceral reaction to Jen Shaw's arrest of fraud and money laundering. And she was like, I'm physically shaking. And she's calling all these lawyers. I mean, if one of my friends or a few of my friends were arrested for fraud of some kind, 
it wouldn't impact me that like I wouldn't be contacting my lawyers because why why would it impact my finances or what I'm doing? And she was so terrified. Not one lawyer. Six. Why do you have six? I, I don't understand. I do think that she does host events for Sundance. That's kind of her big yeah. claim to fame. Like I, I went back all the way to her, the beginning of her Instagram. That does look legitimate. <laughs> But that is just, there's no way that it is, you know, she talks so much about, she flies her, her makeup team and hair team everywhere. And she's like, I've been to Saint-Tropez. I've also been to Saint-Tropez. So like, you can relax. But she just, she totes this like incredibly wealthy lifestyle, yet her uh-huh. businesses don't seem to have really any much followers on social media. I don't see, I don't know anyone that's purchased them. Um, my good friend, she has family in Salt Lake City also and some of them are Mormon and they were like yeah I've never had Vita tequila like they don't even know what these are and which is interesting to your point now that everyone has to support them so I don't know I I think Lisa Barlow or maybe her husband are from money I think there might be some family wealth there is what I think would make more sense Mm, yeah well and here's the thing I really appreciate your investigative reporting hands down but Meredith Marks is such like a snob about who she associates with and how she's so smug about it. Like she's known Lisa for 10 years and she still like hangs with her. So I almost feel like it's less fraud and more like these are rich dilettantes, just like launching a brand fresh wolf, fresh wolf. Like, you know, that's my perception too, is like, I think it's a lot of family money. Meredith Marks reads to me as someone that's probably coming from family money oh yes so I think it is just like they do these kind of like cute little fun side businesses for fun but I think it's ultimately family money is is what is actually backing behind that but also I mean Bethany Frankel talked about this like all these women rent their houses they don't own these homes which I think is interesting to show because I think you know well like most people you're able to rent something nicer than you'd actually be able to purchase oh yeah and I think that's what they're doing too and those homes are empty too I mean Lisa Barlow's home doesn't have a stapler in it a picture I mean it is just a she looks house poor it's a big ass empty house with like a couch and some you know, motivational quotes on the wall. But also, so I just rewatched the episode where Jen Shaw got arrested and Whitney lays it out perfectly. She's like, you can sink a million dollars and not have to show a profit for five years in a business. It's where you park your money. So I think that also could explain a lot of these housewives businesses. A hundred percent. It's not hard to understand if a business is legitimate or not. Like it's really not hard. Like you can just go on a website or try to find the product in a store or try to buy their product. It's not challenging it's the same thing like with jen shaw which piqued all of her interest when she could not explain her own business model oh it's not hard to find out like where money is coming from if it's legitimate and i will say even though it's terrible you can buy vanderpump rose at many stores exactly because it's a legitimate product so obviously like it's it's getting out to stores there's supply chain you know there's there's people behind it there's marketing so like it's a legitimate business but if you can't find it anywhere and then, you know, they've got only 30 Instagram followers and it's supposedly, yeah. you know, giving her millions and millions of dollars to be able to travel all over the world with makeup and hair people. I'm going to question that because the math ain't mathing. Well, I'll just say this, you know, as more than 30 Instagram followers at Bravo Replay. Because we're legitimate. We <laughs> I'll, answer. I'll answer if you message me. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. Uh, first question. You got that correct. One point. Well, that's one on the board. 
So this next question, I know you're going to get correct. And I would love to discuss this a little bit more. Okay. So as a former Mormon, yes. do you remember if Mormons are allowed to drink alcohol as per the religious rules? As a former Mormon, do you remember if Mormons are allowed to drink alcohol as per their religious rules? Of course we aren't. Now, did they? Probably. Like, I I got out early. <laughs> like, I got out real early. The rule in my family was you had to go to church until you were 14. And then at 14, you could tap out. And I'm in the middle of five. So my two oldest brothers, they went because being a guy in the Mormon church is kind of awesome. They tell you you're a literal God. So... Like, it's hard to walk away from that, but I couldn't even wear pants to church. So my 14th birthday, I was out. So there's a lot of things you can't do in the Mormon church. And one of them is absolutely alcohol. You just can't. That is correct. (laughs) That was like, that I answered already. (laughs) That is correct. And I find that so interesting because these women may get more drunk or as drunk as like I would put them in par with like Trace Amigas, like they're getting wasted. But I I wanted to ask you kind of what's that like because it's kind oh. of this open rule that people know Mormons you know cannot drink alcohol. But we're watching these affluent Mormons on national television not only drinking but drinking a lot. Yeah, and I'm sure they're not the only ones. So what is the relationship to it in in real life? There's a specific term for them, which I actually, I haven't heard them use on the, on the show yet. So I wonder if it's fallen out of favor, but in the nineties, you called them Jack Mormons. It was like Mormons who did their own thing, but still like said, well, I'm Mormon. That's Lisa Barlow's Mormon 2.0. Like we called them Jack Mormons. And obviously, and Heather Gay, if she's listening, she's nodding along right now. Heather, you reach out to me. It's a different role for the men than the women, like a woman no, you absolutely cannot. You are shamed. You are ostracized. And the group comes and like piles on you. A man, it's like, now, Billy, should you have done that? Is that in the name of the priesthood? And like all the Mormon teenage boys, like all of my brother's friends, like absolutely they screwed around on the side a thousand percent. All of the girls weaponized. And Heather's talked about this on the show, like weaponized their like Mormon femininity and like get off on like following the rules when you don't. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, that's, in my experience and observation, that's really all religions and cults is men are, I mean, that's why women are the ones leaving cults and religions at a much more rapid rate than men, because why would you leave a system that is built for you, by you, and supports you all the time? Naturally, it's going to be the people that are like, hey, I'm getting the brunt of all of this, and I'm getting all the scrutiny and all of the abuse and all of the labor. Why would I stay in yeah. something that not only doesn't value me, causes me more work, and you know, I'm also forced to just kind of be the scapegoat for all of the problems of these other members. And I don't even, I will never be able to get to achieve whatever level I can in that religion, whether it's Scientology, Catholicism, Mormonism, like women cannot get to the top. So why would we stay in something that doesn't, isn't ever going to value us? Oh my God. So it's, it's interesting. And I, Heather, I appreciate Heather being yes. and Whitney being really open yes. about this on national television because I'm sure there's so many other women watching it 
oh like labor other men yeah exactly it's like it's like I know so one time when I was probably eight or nine our horrible Sunday school teacher said Mormon boys have more power in their pinky than all non-Mormon boys in the world combined and so obviously little feminist baby Katie said okay well what can Mormon girls do what do Mormon girls have expecting like a similar answer do you know what that bitch said to me she said well Mormon girls can have babies I'm, I kid no. you not. And it's like, oh, well, this is definitely a community I want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, sign me right up forever. Why do you think they make them have so many kids at such a young age? Because then they're stuck. Which is another common thing that majority of cults do. You know, what? You just name any cult. They want you to reproduce because they want more members. But then it's also a way uh, to control women and, and not let women leave. Um, that's not even unique to Mormonism. But it's just, it's so... Interesting. But yeah, to go back with your kind of Jack Mormon, I think that was the term, right? Mm -hmm. That was, yeah. None of these women seem to follow the legitimateness, like the legitimate rules that we, of like Mormon, what was that? It's called the priesthood. Although I forget, it's it's like, I know it's like called like the word of the rod or something for women. For men, it's following their priesthood. And it's like, they talk about their testimony, but yeah. It's just, they drink, they swear, they... I'm sure Lisa Barlow has had other sexual partners than John Barlow. I mean, oh, yeah. John Barlow was hooking up with her sister and then she swooped in. Yeah. Like, is that holy? You know, like, it's just so interesting to watch people. And But then, you know, Lisa won't do certain things because then she kind of ties it to her Mormonism. But then other things are okay that are blatantly in the doctrine like it's just as someone from the outside, I'm just like, my head is spinning because it feels like they just use their religion to justify they just don't want to do something like a cudgel yeah yeah Lisa Barlow the reason why she triggers Heather and Whitney so much is Lisa Barlow is every Mormon mean girl ever Mm -hmm. ever like it's hard to explain it to an outside person if you didn't grow up in that but oh my god I see Lisa for who she is and so do Heather and Whitney and Heather in particular because Heather used to be like Lisa so she sees every move and that's why they get so triggered and crazy by Lisa it's insane that is very interesting well, speaking of Heather, okay, I listened to her memoir, Bad Mormon, okay, uh, when it came out, and she had some really interesting information in there. But this is also discussed on the show too. Mm-hmm. When she got divorced from her husband, who was from an affluent Mormon family, mm-hmm. she was really smart. She took her divorce settlement money and she invested it in a business. Mm-hmm. What is the name of Heather Gay's business? What is the name of Heather Gay's business? This is for one point. Okay. Because I just watched the Jen Shaw got arrested episode. Oh, I want to add a word in, but I don't think it's called that. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to go with my first gut was beauty lab. I will accept that it is beauty lab and laser, but it's pretty much beauty lab. Okay. Cause I was going to say lash and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's not a cosmetologist, but thank you. I, I, I'm doing better than I thought I would today. You're doing great. You're doing, you're making all the ex Mormons proud. <laughs> Dozens of us. There's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there's a lot more than that. So yeah, you are at a total of three points right okay. now. Next is our only two point question. Okay. So for two points, mm-hmm. who went to the same high school as Heather and who went to the same college as Heather? 
who went to the same high school as Heather and who went to the same college as Heather. So I'm looking for two housewives and then saying which one went to high school with her and which one went to college with her. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to butcher her last name. So I hope you just accept a, a, a last letter because I have Googled this and I do not know how to say it. Her high school nemesis or frenemy, depending on who you talk to, is Angie K. No, I have no idea. It's a very long Greek name. Angie, we're sorry. I hope we turn, I hope you turn that into a storyline because you turn everything into a storyline. And then her college frenemy, although they both, it depends on who you're talking to, if they knew each other or not, but it was Lisa Barlow. That is correct. You got two points. Yes. Yeah. The Angie and her went to high school together and Lisa and her went to college together. And that actually segues into our next question. Wait, wait, I want to ask you, I want to ask you something about that. Do you think Heather lifted up her shirt and violated the honor code at BYU? Because that's what Lisa said in season one, that she was like doing woo. And Heather's like, absolutely not. I do think Heather did that after reading her memoir. However, I find nothing wrong about it. it there's nothing moral about it I've seen girls do it in college you know when I went to college and I didn't think anything about you know it's just we're having fun and you're being young and I mean I did it I'll, I'll admit it I've done it a few times like obviously <laughs> I guess it's just like I think it's an, I think she got so mad at Lisa because Lisa brought it up because she knew it would make her look bad and Heather still had one foot in the Mormon church mm-hmm. like that was a patented mean girl move on Lisa's part like there's some things you just don't bring up right And two, like, you know, Lisa's clearly was trying to do that to build up a narrative against Heather that she was immoral, that she was, you know, sexually promiscuous, whatever it be. But that really is stemming from when people do that and weaponizing other people's behavior like that. It's because they are suppressing their own desires so deeply Mm -hmm. that when they see other people be free, it's so triggering to them because there's this, this deepness where they're like, I wish I could just be free. I wish I could just do what I wanted to do. And that's why when I, when I saw that, that's how I interpreted it. I was like, Oh, she just, she's like, damn, I wish I could have just like, you know, let loose in college, but she couldn't because, you know, she has to pretend to be fake Mormon. Well, it's at BYU. Everyone was pretending to be Mormon there. Well, that that goes into my next question, and you better get this right, because we just talked about it. Okay. What was the popular Mormon college that Lisa and Heather both attended? This is for one point. What was the popular Mormon college in Utah that both Lisa and Heather attended? So I'm going to give you a long answer to give some context. There are basically like two Mormon churches, like churches, colleges. There's BYU, which is like the one where all the smart Mormons go to. But it's really hard to get into because every Mormon in the country or even in the world wants to go there because you go there to get your MRS if you're a woman, because Mormon boys have to go on missions at 18 if they're really good Mormons. Mormon girls aren't allowed to go till they're like 24 because they obviously don't want you leaving the Mormon bubble. And they figure by 24, your baby making days are already old, like over because they're old. So might as well send you off on a mission. But then there's Rick's College, which is in Idaho. And if, any, if you ever watch Napoleon Dynamite, he wears a Rick's College shirt because that was written by a Mormon. So if you're interested in Mormon culture, Napoleon Dynamite is actually very Mormon. Very. I'm literally shocked right now. That is a fact <laughs> that I did not know. And I've explained to some of my like non-Mormon friends why Napoleon Dynamite is like one of the most Mormon things ever. But if you watch it, go watch it again and look at it from the lens of conformity. 
and how being unique is a bad thing. Because at the end, everybody conforms to Napoleon's like standard because in Mormonism, it has to be the group. You can't stand alone. Again, a very similar, I mean, all cults and religions do. That's a very yeah. similar tactic. I have not watched Napoleon Dynamite since I was like a little kid when it came out. So I will have to watch yeah. it as an adult now through that yeah. lens and see what I like, what I pick up. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all, they never curse and nobody drinks the movie. Doesn't Uncle Rick though, his uncle? Yeah. yeah he's, he's not a Mormon. Okay. He's a bad he's Mormon. Been... Look at what happened. Do you want to end up like him drinking, not in the prime of your life, being a loser? Or do you want to be a good Mormon? That is wild. So what is what is your final answer? What is the popular Mormon college that both Lisa and Heather oh, attended? BYU. That is correct. It is <laughs> Brigham Young University, oh. which I never really heard until this show. But then no. I start. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the East Coast. Like we, oh. which is so interesting because Mormonism really started up in upstate New York. Yeah. Where the... Joseph Smith, I believe his name was, mm-hmm. correct? Oh, yeah. And it's so funny because there, well, I take that back. There was one kid that I went to high school with who was definitely from a closeted Mormon family, but it is not, there are not a lot. There's not a large presence anymore. Because he ran him out of town. Yeah, they're, they're not. He ran him out of town. He got murdered in Carthage, I think Carthage, Illinois. So now he's the martyr. And then it was, God. The guy with like the 42 wives brought them to mm-hmm. Utah and said, this is the place. And we all had to sing songs about it. So, yeah, it's just so interesting. So, like, I'm not really immersed in this. So when I when I watching Real House of Salt Lake City, which was really interesting, and then I started to see the BYU um, TikToks when they would go up and they'd be like, hey, do you think that like gay people should like be treated like humans? And some of the students are like, well, I don't know, maybe someday, I don't know. And it's just like, oh my God, like you should be going to college to open your mind. And like such basic things is just so exhausting to hear like these. I mean, I understand they're indoctrined in these, you know, ideologies, but it is interesting to watch again, someone that didn't go to a college like that. It's hard to see college students just like, just having such a little, I don't even know like how to put it, but just like small-mindedness. So BYU stands for Brigham Young. That was the guy who brought them to Utah with his 42 wives. I just remembered that. But if you think of it from a lens that this is a religion, a quirky religion, aka, you know, I do think it's a cult, but, you know, results may vary. But if it's, if they've only been around since like 1849, that's why they're called Latter-day Saints, because this is about the end times, because every religion's like the world's going to end. And if you're starting from basically nothing, you have to have like, 50 kids per woman and that's why they have multiple wives and that's why they do so much it's it's like and that's why being gay is bad because in the church because gay people don't procreate heather's talked about this too they didn't let black people hold like leadership positions in the church until like the 70s or the 80s it was awful unacceptable absolutely unacceptable that alone if i heard that even as a kid i'd be like unsubscribe i'm not listening to that <laughs> whatever you're selling is bananas <laughs> got in so much trouble i want to say in the 80s because like their heaven's the best heaven right and like heather's talked about this on the show so what they'll do is sometimes retroactively baptize you to so that you can go to the best heaven matia they did it to Anne frank and then everyone was like mormon church what are you doing you can't do that to Anne frank and Frank doesn't like, no, you can't take perhaps one of the most famous Jewish people of all time 
and baptize her into your religion. It's insane. I hated, I hated that fact. It's a terrible fact. That is, that's, it's basically, you know, non-consensual, like, religiousness is basically, like, what they're doing. That's, that is crazy. But yeah, that's super interesting. And listening to uh, Heather's memoir, too, you know, what her talking about BYU, she, she mentioned the kind of talking about what you said where women are really going in there to get their MRS degree and they are just getting there to go and then have more children and I think you said something that's true on a lot of religions and cults where the reason they don't like uh queer or gay people is because they don't maybe reproduce in the traditional way so then it's like oh well you can't give us more followers we don't want you can't be a baby making machine basically Right, which again, in your head, should a little ding, 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 should fly right. off and be like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> oh, but it, uh, yeah, <laughs> so interesting. Well, speaking of, we've we've chatted a bit uh, about Lisa Barlow, and for one point, I'm going to ask you, what are the names of Lisa Barlow's children? What are the names of Lisa Barlow's children? Okay, one is definitely Jack. The one who's going on Fresh Wolf Kid. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. I think the other one is Luke. Jack and Luke. Those are my final. It's not Brooks. It's very weird to me that both Meredith and Whitney have sons named Brooks. I know one is Jack. The other is Luke. I don't think so, though. The correct answer is Jack and Henry. Damn it. Oh, wow. Jack and Henry. They're cute kids. And yes, Jack is the older one who is going on this season. He's going on a mission trip after the season. And Henry is his brother, I believe is nine years younger than him, which I think is an interesting gap. What is kind of your experience with people going off on missions? Like, did your brothers ever go off on? No. No. So once I left the church, it all kind of fell apart because all you usually need is one person to leave and then like everybody stops. So within the year, my whole family stopped going because it's like, well, it's over. It was, it wasn't, it's three hours every Sunday, but I knew a lot of boys who went on their missions a lot. And they usually came back and got married. Like some of them would go to church, like church. Some of them would go to college to get like real degrees. And then a lot would just come back, marry their, like whatever Mormon girl is about to age out of like, age out of like childhood and then bam just pop out babies it's insane that's interesting and the whole storyline with lisa and her son and like how she was crying because she like didn't realize that he wanted to do this i don't quite understand the storyline is is it showing that lisa and her son aren't that close that she had no idea that he was this religious and then she was saying like he's reading the book of mormon right now and he's like they should make it into a movie and i just was like so is it, what do you think is going to be like Transformers? Like, do you want Michael Bay to do it? Like what, because he's like, it's so action packed. I'm like, isn't this supposed to be like your Bible? Like, what are you talking about? Do you not know what the Book of Mormon's about? I do know a little bit because I, I listened to a Leah Remedy uh, podcast and she had an ex-Mormon on and he talked about it. And I have to say, my husband showed me the South Park episodes. That, by the way, that South Park episode went thousand percent accurate like it is the best summation of mormonism out there i'm not kidding for any of you guys listening if you're interested you want like a crash course in mormonism i definitely recommend watching those south park episodes then it sounds like they're pretty realistic in in conveying the story but i think it's interesting lisa says that she's never read 
the Book of Mormon, which kind of goes back to our whole thing where it's like, so how can you say you're from this, you're part of this religion, but you don't follow its rules, you've never read its literature, and you don't go to church? Because it gives her a sense of superiority, because that's bread and butter to Mormon women in particular. It's, I'm better than you. I follow the scripture. It doesn't matter if you actually do. It's, can you wield it over somebody? And like, the Mormon, like, hymns are very prescriptive. So, like, Mormon hymns are, like, singing the names of the chapters of the Book of Mormon. Again, I still probably can a little bit. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't get it. I think she's honestly, if she didn't base herself in Salt Lake City, Utah, I don't think she would care that much, to be honest. That's kind of the view that I have, too. And I think, you know, people like religion because it gives them a sense of purpose. You know, it helps them maybe in a time of need where, you know, that isn't inherently wrong. But I, I agree. I think she particularly likes it because she likes to feel better and superior than everyone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm interested to hear how Jack's um, mission goes. I wonder where they will send him. I have a sneaking suspicion it'll be somewhere very nice, especially because oh, yeah. he's now a you know, kind of famous Mormon they want to show. I bet, you know, they're not going to put him right. They're not going to put him somewhere not desirable. I'm pretty sure they do take your passport. It's weird. Again, young Mattia would have been like, you're not telling me to go anywhere. I was just, I've always had a hard time to conforming to those type of large things. So teenage Mattia would be like, you can fuck off. You're going to tell me where to go and take my passport? Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, and make me bike around everywhere. Here's the thing. I'm not Mormon anymore. Let's just put it that way. But I am always nice to little Mormon boys because I'm like, oh, you sweet summer children. You just <sighs> don't run them over on your car when you see them on their bikes. They'll, they're nice. They'll do things for you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Does, yeah. Of course. You know, no one, just because you're Mormon or part of these religions or cults or anything doesn't mean you're always necessarily a no. bad person. A lot of them, like you said, you were born into it, people born into it. You can't, you know, and when you're young and your parents tell you, hey, this is how the world works, like, what are you going to do? You're a kid. Like, you just are going to trust them. And that's kind of, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, and also they get these kids so young, they actually make you go to priest, like, how do I say this? They make you go to extra classes before high school starts. Like, so you have to wake up at like, it's sleep deprivation is my point. You have to wake up at like five to get to seminary by six to get to high school by 730. And they start you at like that, like 15 years old. It's insane. Like these kids also get indoctrinated as soon as they start to get older and like think for themselves, it's they're sleep deprived and they're constantly in this bubble. Another tactic that a lot of cults do. It's, it's you guys, it is the same shit, different toilet. Yep. It's just the same exact thing. Scientology, you've heard it, the same things. Um, very interesting. Well, speaking of Jack and Henry Barlow. They created a company. It's a men's hair care brand. What is that brand called? So Jack and Henry created a men's hair care brand. What is that brand called for one point? Who could ever forget Jen Shaw showing up at their like launch party slash like foster care fundraiser, which was very odd. So weird with a damn wolf head on her head as a hat jenshaw has the tackiest tackiest style so i know this answer matia they are called fresh wolf that is correct that is fresh wolf men's products i also like andy cohen remember he did that plug where he was like using them in the shower and he said that they were great he posted on his instagram yeah i remember that because i follow andy 
Of course, I follow Daddy, our Lord and Savior, Andy okay. Christ. <laughs> actually uses it, or do you think that I, he doesn't use that? No, I'm sure Lisa, either he did it, you know, because it was like fun content or the Barlows maybe paid him. Doesn't Bravo still get a cut? Of, it's like, Correct. he got the carve out, but everybody else has to give him a, like, give Bravo a cut of Correct, whatever yeah. launch. Yeah, so it's, it's because he's part owner. <laughs> I also have looked on the reviews on Amazon on Fresh Wolf. And Lisa Barlow left a five-star review, which I found hilarious. I love that. My, I love look, digging into, and I've started doing this even before the Jen Shav at all. I mean, I'm talking like back in like early days of Jersey when I was like a kid, looking into the legitimacies of these Real Housewives, like brands and companies. So many of them are fake. So many of them are allegedly tax shelters. Oh, for sure. Um, I would argue even a larger conversation, majority of wealthy people get their money in illegitimate ways. That's part of a bigger conversation that I wish people like got when they're watching these shows. They're like, wow, these real housewives are these amazing business people and they're so wealthy and they're so business savvy. They are not. It is just the way to get wealthy in capitalism is scam. It's just Uh, who can scam how can you outsource cheap labor? Like that's the only way you're going to really getting rich unless you were, you know, from generational wealth uh, or you, you know, there are those few little people that do like start something from the ground up, you know, and and build. But a lot of it is just like illegitimate and like frauding, which we've seen with Teresa, with Jen Shaw. And, you know, people may think like, oh, those are just- Mary, sorry, what? Wait, who just Oh, well, yeah. Mary's is called. And you may think like, oh, they're just the ones that got caught. And it's like, right. They're the ones that just got caught. Everyone else is doing it. And that's why I go back to why Lisa Barlow was so freaked out at Jen Shaw's arrest because she was like, don't look into my shit. Yeah. I think, I think you're onto something. I really do. Mm -hmm. There's something there. Good thing. She's got six lawyers. (laughs) Good for her. (laughs) So yeah, you got that question. Correct. Awesome. We're going to pivot away from the Barlows for a oh, moment. Okay. And for our next question, what housewife had an affair with her boss and later married him? What oh. housewife had an affair with her boss and later married him for one point? Okay. This is the best bad. Honestly, this would have been the best bad Mormon story until this season with Monica, who frankly blows the story out of the water, in my opinion. But it has to be Whitney Rose. It has to be. She just seems like the type. That is correct. Whitney Rose had an affair with Justin while she was married and he was married with three grown. His children are now grown. They're not much younger than Whitney herself. And she was an admin for his MLM company. And yes, it is an MLM company. Love MLM. LuLaRoe, right? Yeah. Yeah. They met at work, started having an affair, left each is married other partners. And then she, because she was pregnant and then they got married from when she was pregnant with her first child with Justin. They actually seem to like each other, which is odd for a housewife marriage. Yeah. I, I think they, they do like each other. I think he and her, like they have a real relationship, but I do think like he's definitely into MLMs and other scamming oh, like yeah. for their money. Because I looked into his LinkedIn profile. Again, you guys, a lot of this is public information. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you can just look into his company and it like was selling supplements. It kind of reminded me of like an herb life. That was one of the first big like health. Oh, MLM. Yeah. And that's essentially what he was working with. But that's so interesting. Your observation that a lot of Mormons work for and operate like in MLMs. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of them do come out of Utah, a la LuLaRoe, um, Roden and Fields too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you think, think about it. I will just share this story. I, there was one Mormon dentist in my entire hometown. And so every Mormon had to go to him and you, it would take nine months to get a stupid teeth cleaning appointment. And I, I actually, he was a really nice man. I loved him like as a dad, but the point is it's like these MLMs, you have a built-in audience that has to support Mormons and support Mormon businesses. That's why the MLMs come out because MLMs are pyramid schemes and you got a whole base there in Utah, just primed and ready. And then also think amazing. if you're a baby making machine, AKA a woman in the Mormon church, you cannot have a real job. So what can you do? You can work at home. MLMs allow you to work at home and still watch your children. It's, it goes hand in hand. And that's why MLMs are so predatory because they do focus on women that are typically forced to be at home or, or at home just because, you know, childcare is expensive and yeah. a lot of military wives too. So it's a lot of these women who typically have a lot of children, maybe don't have a lot of income, but they need more money and they can't go out in the workforce, but they want to make money. They need to make money. So these companies yeah. like are perfect for those type of people, which is cruel and are crimes like, and should be, I mean, the government has talked about, you know, like, oh, Ponzi schemes are illegal, but it's like, you need to make MLMs illegal too, because it's well, the same thing. Are you ready to go? Like, are you ready to put your tinfoil hat on? Oh God. One sec. Okay. The government in particular, <laughs> the government in particular likes to hire Mormons, especially in, um, it's the, the, uh, it's the secret service and the NSA. They love Mormons, especially Mormon men, because you go on your mission, you pick up a new language. And they know your honor code. So they know you're not going to get like get drunk and tell us like a stripper, your national secrets. So oh. just saying, and who do you think is at home watching those NSA Mormon children? Your obedient wife. Yep. Just saying. That is an interesting conspiracy. Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Well, you got that question. Correct. Okay. Uh, we have two more questions left. Okay. Our next question is, what did the disgraced former Real Housewives of Salt Lake City housewife Jenny do to get herself fired? What did the disgraced former Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Jenny do to get herself fired for one point? Okay, I know this because I was just reading about it the other day. She posted some horribly racist anti-black lives matter thing um things on facebook and she was also like i love donald trump why can't we get along it's like jenny your sister wife should have told you that was a bad idea that is correct she was posting anti-blm content very racist content super openly on her social media accounts which then obviously got her fired I was honestly shocked by it I kind of yeah. I liked her like as a housewife I hated her husband what was his name Dewey Dewey um, god he sucked but 
Yeah. I thought she was like an interesting housewife. I liked her her storyline. She had a unique storyline. But then seeing that, and I just was like, oh, Jenny, what were you, what? I just, I really didn't peg her for that type of person. No, she hit it so well. So well. And those kids seem like well-adjusted, nice kids. Like they don't seem like the kids of like a blistering Trump or racist. It was very odd. It was. You should be fired for being awful. Yes, period. Additionally, a housewife needs to be smarter than to air her dirty, like that kind of dirty laundry out there. Like, I'm sure there are Trump or racist housewives in the franchise. In particular, Mickey, I, I think I would say the OC is where I would look for that. <laughs> Kelly Dad. Yeah, look at the OC. You know, not all of them, but you know. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? It was horrific. It was horrific. I, I was very disappointed, but I was glad at Bravo's swift response yeah. to it. But that is correct. You did get that point. Yeah, they came down on her quicker than they came down on the two racists of Vanderpump Rules, I thought. I think they learned their lesson. Oh, they waited way too long for that. I think they learned their lesson. Yeah. Oh, which is too bad because Jenny was shaping up to be interesting. We don't. I agree. We don't. We, I don't. I can't name another like first generation or immigrant housewife. Like she was really interesting. Well, there's Peggy, but no, I think even Peggy was born in the U.S. Dorit was born in the U.S. Even though she would like to. Oh, um, on Real Housewives of Miami, Julia. Yeah, there was there was a Cuban lady, wasn't there? She's immigrated. I know there's more. I'm just, I'm blanking. People can tag us at Bravo Replay and remind us who the immigrant housewives are. A very odd thing to do. But I mean, if you can do it, that means you you stumped the quiz master. That's true. I, I'm pretty, I know Julia is. And if I took another minute, I could probably think of the other ones, but I think. Oh, Lisa yeah. Vanderpump, duh. Well, okay. UK to, all right. You know, yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> the, ex- the exotic UK. <laughs> came over on a plane. Like Jenny yeah. came over on a boat. I think Jenny wins. <laughs> and she, Vanderpump also came from a lot of generational wealth to go oh, on a bit yeah. of a tangent. That's why also she didn't change her name because Ken I'm, Todd, naturally her name would be Lisa Todd, but she didn't want to change it because the Vanderpumps are so affluent in, in the UK. That name sounds moneyed. If that just, that is a rich name. You know what I mean? All right. Here is our final question. Okay. To wrap this up, how many years was Jen Shaw sentenced to prison? How many years was Jen Shaw sentenced to prison? Okay, so obviously that doesn't count all the months that she's been taken off now. I ha- I have to math this out. I oh, I'm looking for years. You don't have to do months. Because I want to say it was, it was either 6.5 years or 65 months. And 65 months is 5.5 years. I'm going to have to math this out. But I did just recently check on her and she is getting out in... 2028 but I think it was six and a half years I'm gonna say six and a half years final answer well oh yes if I get this wrong that's okay because I did okay so far I did okay today 6.5 years is correct I just rain manned that I had that number stuck in my head, but I, so she's gotten like months taken off now. Like, I think she's down to like, I think she's gotten like five or six months taken off already for good behavior. 
which is super disappointing. But yes, 6.5 years is what she was sentenced. And it sounds like she's going to do a lot less than that, which like, I just can't even understand. So I know about this. Okay. So I just got a friend into housewives and she is, she's a, she's a social worker for, for like defendants. So I was telling her this because I tell her about my whole, like, I check on Jen Shaw in prison all the time. She's like, I was like, this is disappointing. I was like, you, she's like, this is very standard. If you go to a federal prison, it is shocking if you don't have time taken off for good behavior. The feds are completely different from the state. This is very standard. Don't read anything into it. That's interesting, but then also frustrating because she stole so much money that she'll never be able to pay back. All of those people have- are ruined. They're financially ruined for the rest of their lives. And they're already people that are elderly or disabled. So they're already, you know, yeah, statistically probably not having as much income. And she's essentially going to like, she's going to hang out with Elizabeth Holmes for a while. And then she's going to come out and I mean, she, I know she has to pay some of it. She's going to go right back to Bravo. She's going to have to pay some of it, but it's really just going to be a little blip in her storyline or her life. And I think that's really frustrating and she should be held accountable much longer than that. I agree with you. There's a part of me because I was raised Mormon. So it's always like, don't screw up or else you're going to hell that really wants to her to have an opportunity to make things right. Unless she does some real soul searching in prison. I don't think she's going to turn around and want to be a better person and make real change and restitution and like make her life for good. But I'd like to think that there's a small chance she could just for my own, my own peace of mind. Of course. We always hope that, you know, and maybe she will. She'll find yoga just like Teresa did in jail. <laughs> and she'll start namasteing and doing deep breath and she'll do a complete 180. We, we we always hope people can get better. All of our housewives, they can improve or they can decline, just like all of us. Exactly. Exactly. But here's what here's what I want to know. And this is a question for everybody. Please tag at Bravo Replay. And Mattia, you can answer this now or you can answer it on socials. What do you think Jen Shaw is going to do other than Bravo when she comes out of prison? Probably either she's going to do a memoir. Oh, yeah. A la Teresa. Oh, yeah. She'll definitely do some paid interviews, some big interviews. She's definitely going back to Bravo. And then I think she's going to go down the route because she's not going to be legitimate again. I would be shocked if she tried to do another like marketing company or something. I'm sure she's banned from that. I know somebody who got in trouble with the feds and he's banned for life from going back into a specific industry. I think she's going to ride the ride of like doing House of Vill, like a villains era kind of TV show, a big brother. She's going to try to, I think she liked being famous and she's going to try to ride that. Dancing with the stars. If she could do that. Yeah. Do you think that her and um, Coach Shaw are going to stay together? Or do you think he's just staying with her until she's out? I think they've been separated for quite a few years. I mean, he didn't like go to her father's funeral. I think that's very telling Yeah, that they were probably living quite separate lives. Yeah. He'll probably wait until she gets out of prison and then it'll be quick. He's definitely doing whatever he wants while she's in there. I mean, he was doing whatever he wants, I think, while they're together or they'll pull a Jada and Will Smith and they'll just like be separated forever, but like never actually divorce. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. I think they like each other. Like, I think they like, I don't think they hate each other. No, no, I don't get that vibe, but I I, I'm with you. I think that they're just completely separate. And I, I think he is shrewder than I think he's portrayed on the show. I think in the very least he was working with her on how to 
stay relevant on the show for sure. A thousand percent. I agree. It will be interesting when she comes out, but some other good news. I, I have your total from Tell me. questions. You could get a maximum of 11 points. Okay. And your total, Kate, was 10 points. Oh my God. The Ten. only question was the Lisa Barlow's kids question that got you. And I, and I got half of that right. I'm going to pull a narcissistic Lisa and say, I give myself credit. I'm okay. I like myself. (laughs) That's very impressive. So uh, any of you that got all of them correct with 11 points, brava, you are dubbed the the king of the bad Mormons today. (laughs) Not queen because Lisa would already take that. Lisa already has that title. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Okay. Well, Speaking of bad Mormons, I would like to segue into our next section called Look Who's Talking Trash. And we are not going far. We're going to stay in Salt Lake City because Miss Mary Crosby was talking a lot of trash about Heather Gay on Watch What Happens Live. Did you hear about this? I unfortunately did hear about this. It's awful. So Andy was playing, what's it called? It's Gucci or Hibachi, which is you either like the fashion or you want to throw it in the fire, a.k.a. Hibachi, showed a picture of Miss Heather's talking heads look in season four. I'm not I'm not a fan. It's has nothing to do with what the size of the clothing she's wearing. I just think it's like high fashion that looks ill-fitting on purpose, and I don't like it. But he showed the picture. We're talking about the Gucci corset that sort of like points out at her boobs which is why I don't like it I think I think it's supposed to and Cohen asked Mary did Heather get it right with this Gucci top and chain necklace no Mary said I don't think Gucci makes that and then says I've never seen a corset in like a size 14 have you it gets worse and then or better actually because Heather then posted she looks better in her Instagram photo than she does in the talking head wearing the outfit and said, thank you at Gucci for being so inclusive, heart. So, yeah, what do you think? I think for Heather, I, I actually don't hate this look on her. I think when it's head on, I think it looks better. On the side, I, I can see, like, the weird poking more. Yeah. But I think it's interesting. Mary loves to be crude to other people about their appearances, which those wow. in shitty glass houses need to stop throwing stones and also specifically heather she went in on her about the necklace like i feel like she likes to pick on heather a lot Mm -hmm. and talking about her weight especially heather has been nothing but if i remember correctly nice to mary always nice so to see her i mean literally when she was telling her that her ugly her necklace was ugly and that she shouldn't have worn it heather was just like oh i like it like she was being very nice that that I loved that moment though. I thought it was so funny. I hated it. I just like, I thought it was so, you know, I love when a housewife can be throw shade or be sassy about something, but there has to be a funny undertone to it to some extent. That was just cruel. That was just her being like, your taste is bad and you're ugly and you're fat and whatever is basically what she's saying to Heather. And I think that's so just like for someone that came in wearing a skirt that looked like it halfway went through the paper shredder and it looks like it's from five below. I was like, you should take several seats down. Like, how dare you? And Heather looks good. The reason why I loved it is I love just drive-by bitchery 
like where it's just someone's minding their own business and then somebody who has no business coming for them comes for them and mary always looks like a bag lady which is why i thought it was so funny because it's like mary your wig always looks like a raccoon just came after it and you look like you dress yourself in the dark like (laughs) she is and i'm saying on the record one of the worst dressed housewives oh down the 17 plus years that housewives have been around she is hands down easy and then you have to remember so she claims that all everything she purchases is real like you know all the no, real shit blah, blah. absolutely not it's absolutely not and i can tell that from my tv screen yeah and she if it is real let's say if it is real it is only real and she's able to purchase it she took that is money from her cult that she stole yeah. from her followers because remember she has no businesses that she's talked yeah. about her husband is no business. They run this church in air quotes, and that's how they make all their money. And even if they are investing that church money in other businesses, it's still stolen funds. <laughs> I thought, so I think she mentioned her restaurants in like the season one reunion. I only know this because I just watched it last week in preparation for this because I got my ass kicked so much on the last episode. But like restaurants aren't that lucrative either. I'm with you a thousand percent. This is stolen money and mary cosby's time is coming so if i were her i'd be amassing six lawyers like lisa barlow has (laughs) if she has investments in restaurants why isn't she promoting on on the show because i call bullshit on that she does not have investments in restaurants i bet she you know ran up a big tab at a restaurant and she thought that was an investment and again even if she has investments the root of that money is from that cult stealing from the followers and not paying taxes because it's it's deemed a religion through the government. So no matter where she's getting her money from it's all stolen unless she is working a 9 to 5 that we don't know about or I guess the money she's getting from Bravo but she I just don't I don't believe it and for someone to be snooty about like brands and about like Don Perignon and all this stuff and it's like the only reason you have access to these like high-end brands is because you're a cult leader that preys on your followers and steals money from them like you need to take a seat then because like that's embarrassing it's insane whatever her like I like to call it her personality disorder is I enjoy it in very small doses because she's just so unhinged and completely lacks self-awareness, but she is not a good person. And I think her time is coming. I think she's going to get Jen shod. And I think that's why she didn't come back for season three. I hope that she does. I, I think that, you know, it isn't just like the cult thing, you know, which is obviously a big piece of it, but I do, I think she's really cruel and senselessly cruel to other people. And I know sometimes it is funny, but like, Imagine if that's her all the time, like that for her son, like that's got to be really taxing. Oh yeah. That's why they don't talk, even though they live in the same mansion. She didn't even know her husband, you know, her grand stepdaddy husband was okay. living in like another state for like eight months. And she's like, oh God, I didn't even know where he was living and I didn't even care. And I'm so glad he's gone. And I just was like, you're literally sleeping with your grandma's ex-husband and you don't even love him. Like it wasn't even for love. Like what was it for then? (laughs) He's got gout. So like, what are you into? Money. Mary loves money. That's all. That's Mary's religion is money. Okay. Well, this leads me into my next question. You know how I love to ask you really dumb hypothetical questions here. So I've got two. My first one is very on topic, very on brand. You're a cult leader. 
what does your cult revolve around? Now, being a cult leader would go against everything that I stand. That could be your cult. <laughs> me, <laughs> yeah, my cult is anti-cult. But I guess in, like just for fun, what is my cult? My cult would be uh, probably, I wouldn't even start one. I would just join the cult of Bravo. I I'm just about to say you lead a cult here, kind of. <laughs> you, every month you host trivia at Replay Bar in Chicago, and it's like starting to be like a hundred people showing up. It's getting big now. Disclaimer: I don't ask any money for these people. They are willing participants. <laughs> um, phase one, phase one is no money. Phase two, right. is all money ask comes in. Come on, you know this. And then I'm going to ask all of us to just start making babies, and <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna, all, all of us. It's going to be tricky. There's not too many men, but and the men that do come, they I don't think we're their type. No, we are not their type. Um, but yeah, that's I. I went to BravoCon, the first BravoCon. And I went with some girlfriends in New York City. And I remember after day one that we went, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, I get why people join cults. I get it. I see it. I understand it. I recognize that I will not do it. But I I understand the logic of what, why someone would be drawn to something like that. So oh, wow. my answer is the cult of Bravo. But I'm going to turn it around to you, Kate. If okay. you were a cult leader, what would your cult be about? Oh, you know, the one that always got me for a while, at least, was Heaven's Gate, because you tell me there's an alien spaceship hanging out behind a comet. I'm I'm not going to write you off right away. No, you, once you get to like the shaving heads and now it's time to kill yourself, I would have tapped out, but something weird would get me like, so I've always read that if you think you could never get like got by a cult you're gonna you're like the prime person to get got by a cult so i think it's really important to know what cult could get you and i know heaven's gate would have at least gotten me for a little <laughs> bit so i'm gonna say my cult would probably be it would be something really dumb i mean for a while i was really into twilight so i would i would be like the cult of like bella and edward and I'll tell you why, because I would really like the people who joined up because think of somebody who's like, yes, I want in. And those would be my kind of weirdos. <laughs> I I love that answer. And I love that you said people that always think that they could never join a cult are the ones that are most susceptible, I think is the truest yes. thing. And I think that's why it, I've always never said that. Like I've always been like, I empathize. I understand why people join cults or, or need religion and things like that. Like I get the comfort of community of someone telling you how to live your life. You can kind of go on autopilot and someone says, Hey, you can't drink. And this is who you got to marry. And this is what you got to do. Yeah. And you can't blame people that go into cults or, or, you know, some other organized religion or things like that sometimes, because it's typically, it's like, they're looking for something, right? Like they need oh, wow. something and there's nothing they want to belong, which is like a totally normal, not bad thing but yeah i i agree that like you have to be aware of every single human yeah. being on this planet is vulnerable to fall into a cult and yeah. if you don't think you are you might be in one right now you got to yeah. look into it and just always be critical of things like when people are saying things and you know there's a charismatic leader or people are trying oh. to control you like you should always be critical and thinking like like, what is this? What's the real, why should I be doing this? This doesn't feel right. And just always kind of listen to that little, little gut. Oh, little for sure. in your head. okay. One more question for you. Cause I know we're running long, but I, I think about this all the time. This is something that like dominates my thoughts more than it should. You're going to prison for 6.5 years. Like Jen Shaw, 
what is the last meal you eat before you go in? Easy. Okay. It is spaghetti and meatballs from a now closed restaurant called Vino's. Okay. And it's, I would get actually the spaghetti meatballs and then it's called the Raza special. And then you also get a side of pesto and it's all handmade Ugh. from a guy that was from Italy and I'm getting that. That is my meal. What about you? I would probably, I, you know what? I would do something that I was confident I couldn't get in prison. So like, I'm sure you're going to get like crappy pizza. So I would probably go get like pho, pho, and I would down that and I would probably drink a bottle of wine right before I go in. Because what are they going to do to me? Right? Like going drunk, coming crying, make some friends, and then you're going to be miserable your first day anyway. So you might as well have to do it with a hangover. I love that. That's a good strategy. It's, I mean, I think about this way too much. Like, did you hear that, Mary Cosby? When you go to prison, <laughs> oh, and drunk, Mary, 2003, Dom Perignon. Get it, girl. <laughs> yeah, live it up. Oh my gosh, Mattia, I have enjoyed talking bad Mormons with you so much today. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for uh, sharing your experiences. You can't get me to shut up about it. <laughs> no, I love it. We, I'm sure the listeners like hearing about it too. You know what? We also should ask everybody go on Bravo replay and tag us with your amazing last meal. I think by the time this is live, you've seen the disgusting shot I AI generated. I shan't AI generate these meals because it will turn you off food forever, but we would love to like hear from you, see a video, an artistic rendering even hit us and let us know to what cult will get you because I'm just curious now. Now it's just for, you know, just for us. <laughs> Definitely check us out on Bravo Replay. You can share some trivia questions that you want us to ask on air or feel free to answer some that we posted. Also, if you enjoyed this, if you thought it was interesting hearing about uh, Mormonism and all of our opinions and Salt Lake City housewives, give us a five-star review. And then on the next podcast, we can read out your name. It's a fun way to get your name on a podcast. And we can't wait to hang out with you guys next week. Kate, what are we talking about next week? This is going to be amazing. I'm going to have to do some research, but we are talking about Tamara Judge's meltdowns. We are going to the OC, baby. I love it. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.